What's going on, guys? G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart. Matty D is back. We talk hot and cold teams. Matt gives his surprising teams some storylines going on in the MLB, some individual awards. We also talk about the Phils and a little minor league talk. We also get to the fan favorite stadium snacks, the return of the beer corner, which is a can't miss segment as Matty D is getting back into that outdoor beer drinking mode. As always, please go like, share, subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes, so please give us a nice little subscribe. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderblogsports.com is the site. But now, Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, the Thunderbogs baseball and more podcast. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. With me is my boy, the king, Matty D. Matt Stefano. what's going on, buddy? Uh, great day. The weather is changing in the Philly region, which means golf is on the horizon for us. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You oh, know, yeah. It is a Monday, but, you know. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Matt so. and I, for those, for those diehard fans out there, which there are more and more every week, so thank you for telling your friends. Uh, we Matt and I were good sons last night and um, celebrated Mother's Day. I hope you all did as well. Matt, how'd your Mother's Day go? Do you, uh, you do just mom stuff, or do you get to watch Jeter or anything? No, no. So we actually, as we, me, my brothers, and my mom, we drove up to the Poconos to surprise my grandmother right out front of her church. Oh. Uh, she didn't know we were coming. Had a little Mother's Day lunch with her. Um, nice. Got a little at her house, helped her with some things. Went down to the creek. Uh, they came home, and so that was nice. My mom, we big dinner at home for my mom. When we got back. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, it was always a lot of fun. It was a great time. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's good times, man. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, what mother. What are you up to? You make some dinner for your mom, right? Yeah, cooked some dinner for my mom. Watched uh, watched the end of the players. Watched the Jeter ceremony. A uh, little bit of uh, the NCAA lacrosse tournament because Big Pete's a big lacrosse guy. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but what what else do we do? Watched the Phillies a little bit, but then I, I came back. Watched the hockey game. It's a good night. I missed the basketball though. Cooking uh, cooking took a lot out of me. I was, uh, was away from the – well, actually, I was watching the golf, but also also the cooking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but let's, uh, you know, let's get right into it. Matt, we've uh, been a little bit on a baseball podcast with you. Tell me, what have you thought – basically, it's been a month, I think. What, what have you thought of the last four weeks? Well, you know, once again, it's still tough because, uh, yeah, we are we – are pushing through the season a little bit you know we're still kind of figuring guys out yeah um you know who's off to a, a great start who's who's healthy mistake, who's not what teams are struggling what players are struggling that you think is going to bounce back yeah. there's still a lot of positioning going on i think there are some teams that are starting to play their way out of it yeah but, but there and we can talk about some of them but there are some other teams that have surprised us um we can talk about them too so i think it's been interesting um i just i love watching like baseball highlights i've been to a couple phillies games thankfully which we'll get into oh, yeah. um i think they you know we can we can talk i mean I, you know but uh, it's been a fun early start to the season for sure yeah absolutely and the one thing that concerns me mainly as a fantasy baseball owner is health which it seems 
an abnormally high number of injuries through six weeks of the season. Yes. But, uh, but we'll we'll get to those once we get into the players. Let's uh let's start at the team level though. Hot and cold teams. Matt, we'll start with you. Who's your hot team of the week? Well, my hot team of the week, I'm going to actually go with, and there's two teams I was battling, but I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ooh. The LA Dodgers, who we all thought were going to be a good team to start the year. Um, but a couple things I've seen with them. First of all, they're doing really well, and their soon-to-be superstar, Corey Seager, hasn't really come on, and Yasiel Puig hasn't really showed us anything. Richel hasn't even pitched for them. Yeah. And Julio Urias is struggling with his few starts up here. But I'm going to tell you, from what I've seen since, this team is battling. Um, they're right near the top. I think they're actually – hold on, let me double-check. They're game and a half back, but they're, they're surging. Right, they're surging. And that makes you nervous if you're the rest of that division, if you're the Dimebacks, if you're the Rockies, um, because their best players haven't even really – turned it on yet, and they're doing really well. I mean, forget Kershaw for a sec, because he's a god. Well, I was about to say, Kershaw even was a little rough in Kershaw terms, but it looks like he turned the corner to the dominant Kershaw. Right. Um, And I'm I'm pretty impressed with with what they've done. Yeah. Uh, You know, we thought they'd be good once again, and they... um, uh, Cody Bellinger has, like, almost half of the team's total home runs. Yeah. um, They're just bringing... They're bringing the heat. So they're they're my hot team of the week. That's a good pick, and we'll we'll talk about Bellinger a little bit to to tease up future segments. But my my hot team of the week is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, coming back from the dead! Coming back from the dead from the grave. They're they've won winners of five straight, eight out of their last ten. They're still struggling in the pitching category, but I mean, they're starting to put it together, and they're right back in this this race almost. I mean, the Yankees are starting. Yankees and Orioles really are starting to maybe pull ahead, but I mean it's early; it's the middle of May, so who right. knows what's going to happen. Right, right, right. But yeah, I think I mean that pitching needs to tighten up, especially on the starting end. Uh, once, but the big thing with them, at least for me, is that they've they're missing a lot of pieces, mainly Josh Donaldson. But you know they're they're back. No, oh, right. I I could not agree with that more. I'd like to see them compete. That division is just so stacked. It is really good. Oh, my God. It's going to be tough, but they're going to give it a shot. I mean, um, there's some surprise teams there, which we're about to get to in a couple people, so I'm not going to ruin my surprise team. But, uh, Ooh. but yeah. Ooh. Do you want to go right there, or do you want to do cold teams? No, well, we can jump to cold teams. Uh, yeah, let's do cold. Who yeah, do you got? Well, why don't I start? I'm going to talk about a former Blue Jay in the cold team. It's got to be the Cleveland Indians, 19-17 and 17 so far on the year. And the big one, of the, well, first of all, there's two big reasons why I think they're the cold team of the week, and kind of the cold team because we both kind of agreed they were going to be the division winners easily there. Um, but they've just moved Edward Encarnacion out of the starting line, out of the uh, cleanup spot, which yeah. is already a big move this early in the season. And their rotation is last in, ma- in the major leagues in ERA right now. So they, after being second last year, Ooh. so I know that they're in the thick of the division because, quite frankly, the division stinks. Yeah. Um, but. A little nerve-wracking if you're the Indians right now. You know, they want to look beyond the division. They need Encarnacion to figure it out. They need that rotation to kind of solidify for them. Yeah, I'd agree. And Jason Kipnis hasn't really come back from his season, start of the season injury. So, I mean, their pitching's been okay. But you're right, the batting needs – I mean, that's basically what helped get them there. The pitching was fantastic, don't get me wrong. But they had a good offense. Um, they didn't have the, the run differential of my cold team, 
who are the Chicago Cubs. Oh. I, I almost picked the Cardinals as my hot team, but the Cubs have been pretty cold going into that series, so it was tough to justify it more than the Blue Jays, who just they're starting. The Blue Jays are starting to find their level. Yeah. The, the Cubs are way underperforming, and I'm not sure what's going on with them. Arietta's been. I, mean, I I don't know what it is. What's the opposite of lights out? Lights on? Right, lights in the on. in the sun? Like I, I can you can give him a a buy on whatever it was Tuesday or Wednesday because he was at Coors Field, but still letting up four runs at home on I think it was yesterday. You can make the excuse of he pitched on the day on the day portion of a day night doubleheader, so the so that had to, might have had to do with something. So he only had three days of rest instead of four, but it's still Arianna needs to. He had he had troubles last year, but he got it going, and hopefully he does going forward because he, he's almost epitomizing what's going on with the Cubs. Right, and I you know I think we talked about this early about the potential for their um, their pitchers to kind of regress a little bit with their yeah. age, um, you know, and we're watching their 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 big three, Brian Rizzo and Schwarber, are batting. 236 on the, I mean, I'm no, sorry, the team is batting 236 on the year. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think, I mean, I want to say they're going to bounce back, but the only concern I have is Milwaukee's surprising in that division. We know the Cardinals are kind of a machine out there, and even the Reds have, have, have played decent baseball. So I think there's a little panic, only because you can't let the Cardinals start to run away with anything, but they're only no. three and a half games out. Yeah, um, yeah, they're not that far back, and, and like you said, the the Brewers have looked good. They look surprisingly good. The Reds are starting to fall off. The Pirates are another shocker of where have they been all year? But they're only six games under five hundred. But right. it's it's one of those things where once you get to that June first turn, that you could start seeing the bottom teams start to fall off and the top teams start to pull away. I think the Central is a little more of up in the air, at least until the trade deadline. But it's definitely something where. If the Cubs can float around that seven games back mark right now, up until let's call it the All Star game, they should be okay. But they really want to watch that out because the Cardinals are good, and when they get guys like Yadier Molina hitting and not just being defensive studs, that's where you got to really watch out. Right, but I'll tell you what: there's no way that Rizzo and Schwarber are now they're combined. Oh yeah. Once 96 with 11 home runs, one of those two will change that. So I think there are guys that are gonna bounce back. But, you know, we'll see. It's not good when Jason Hayward is one of your best hitters, that's for sure. That's very true. But <laughs> let's uh, let's get to your shockers, Matt. Well, I, I was going to pick the obvious one, which was the Yankees. That was the one I was going to talk about. But i got to say, the fact that the Minnesota Twins are anywhere near – actually, they're in the lead in the division is amazing to me because we both agreed in the, early in the season that that team was going to struggle for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And yet, they, here they are. Top of the division, you know. I don't think it's going to last, but hey, you know what? It's a fun ride early, um, and they got some young players. So I'm pretty impressed with with them to be able to hang around. And uh, you know, hey, I'd love to see them make a run. You know, but It'd be nice, um, good start fun. for them. So they're my big surprise. Uh, let's see if they can hold off the the Indians for a little bit. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Um, I mean, my big one is similar. It's the Rockies, who you were actually pretty high on, and I didn't give their pitching any credit, and their pitching for where they play has done pretty well. I mean, they have a lot of young pitchers that are 
in the five, six win range. And that's incredible. Obviously the bats are getting going because the ball travels an extra hundred feet in Colorado, but it's still impressive to see Colorado where they are. But for with your twins, it's you, you and I thought they were going to finish in dead last or pretty damn close to it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a great pick. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Let's go into the player awards. We'll do uh, MVP of the week, which is named after the great Roy Hobbs. Matt, who do you got? I want Joey Botta. I want to give some credit to a guy. Um, he is leading the MLB with 25 walks to 19 Ks, which is an amazing ratio. Yeah, he's got 16 out of 18 uh, games this past couple, this past basically month. But like, um, he's got a hit in. He. Is really the, still the face of the Reds, as we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know this, but this is just a fun fact with Joey Votto. His career OPS trails only Mike Trout. Really? Um, he, he's so good. And I, you know, I talked about this. I think we both agreed that we wish he was on a contender. Yeah. Um, but he's been hot, uh, hot lately, which has been fantastic. So he's my MVP of the week. That's that's a good pick. My um. My MVP is in more of a contending spot, at least kind of, and that's Neil Walker of the Mets. Over the last seven days, he's batting 462, on-base percentage of 500, slugging percentage of 885, got two homers, 10 RBIs, uh, six strikeouts, but that's, you know, okay. Um, Not really, I mean, I almost went with Yasmani Grandal, but he hasn't played every single game. Um... Corey Dickerson's playing pretty well as as well, but he isn't producing a ton. Playing on a team like the Reds can or the Rays can do that for you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going with uh, with Walker this week. It's a great pick, and the Mets really need him with all the stuff that's going on with Harvey and the injuries to Thor and that team. So they, they need him to they need him to pick them up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Pitcher of the week, the Billy Chapel Award. Matt, who you got? I slid out. I love. I'm a big fan of this guy, Dylan Bundy of Ooh, the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, he's got a 2.26 ERA. He's the fourth pick of the draft a couple years back. He's finally kind of arriving, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's fantastic. They, they, the Orioles are going to need him, you know, in that tough division. So yeah. uh, he's my pitcher of the week, and it's good to see him finally having some success at the major league level. Yeah. No, that's that's a really good pick. I actually saw him pitch a year ago, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah, my tr- first trip ever to Cameron Yards, which is if you've never been, need to go down. We uh, maybe we could do a, a little field trip, Thunderblog field trip down there. Um, that- years, years ago, I I went to Cameron Yards. It is one of the coolest experiences in baseball. We actually watched um, we actually watched batting practice. My brother caught a couple balls. It was a really fun time, and it's a great. Thing. Was it Jack? I think it doesn't get enough credit. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, like from the baseball super fan, it does, but I think on the general sense, because right. especially you play with, in a division with New York and Boston, who right. have just as, if not more, iconic stadiums. You can say what you will about Yankee Stadium three, um, yeah. that it's it's tough. It gets almost overshadowed. Yeah, no, of course. So it's a shame because it is a beautiful park, guy, and it's a everyone needs to go see a baseball game there. I'm with you. I think it's top five in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah, I would say I, that's a that's actually a good debate. We could uh, that could be future pod. I'm I'm a big fan of that debate. Yeah. We can drop that one's coming. Yeah, that'd be that. fun. Get Greg involved. Who'd be yeah, yeah, the obvious so Homer cool. to Fenway. <laughs> what up, Greg? Yeah, um, 
be up there. So I, it's not the worst homerism to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah CBP is great. Um, Citizens Bank Park, for those not in the know. Mine, though, Matt, on a, a different note of the Phillies is the guy who, in yesterday's game against the Phils, got hit off the knee and still mowed down the Phillies, including an immaculate inning. Oh, God. It's Scherzer. Oh, I can't stand it. 14 innings, 19 strikeouts this week. And he didn't even get a win because their bullpen sucks. Their bullpen's terrible. It hurts. Not as bad as the Phillies' bullpen, but it's still pretty bad. They blew a lead to the Phillies twice. They at least have the bats to win when they blow leads. I know. You're right. You're right. But he, yeah, Scherzer, Scherzer's getting it going. That's what they need. I mean, if they can get him, he went seven in both games. But if he can keep it going, he still need more of a bullpen. But I think he's uh, he looks great. His stuff's looking good. Like I said, literally a ground ball, one hopper off the knee in like the second inning, I think, and still pitched through it. Nationals end up winning that series. We'll get to that, but that's right. my that's my Billy Chapel of the week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to love it, but I don't hate Scherzer like I hate other national players. So yeah, yeah, that's true. A um, couple in particular, but let's uh, move to rookies. Matt, who's your head? Do we have the same rookie? I think we might have because I teased mine. Yeah, I, I was going to tease yours. I can grab another one real quick, but you go ahead and talk about the guy I think we're both going to talk about. Is it is it Cody? It was Cody, yeah. Cody Bellinger? Damn, yeah. I thought I was going to get you. Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers is batting three thirty three in May, five homers, and is his slash lines three thirty three four oh seven seven fifty. 450 He has the five homers, 17 ribbies. He's played – I mean, he's – Close to having a hit in every single game in May. I think of 14, he hasn't hit in three, which is pretty impressive. He, over the weekend against the – in a four-game series against Colorado, he collected uh, 10 hits. Jeez, math major. Um, but still, I mean, he he's he's finding the ball pretty well. Was he yours? He was mine. Okay. But I can – I can – I can go ahead. I got, I got another guy who I actually don't know a lot about. Yeah. But who mentioned the Rockies and yeah. how about their starter, Kyle Freeland? Yeah, yeah. Right? Seven games pitched in the season so far. ERA is 2.93, 40 innings, 26 strikeouts. So, you know, young guy um, that we talked about how important it was for the Rockies to have anything. Yeah. So to see them have a little bit from somebody is, is not bad. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Yeah, so obviously I'm trying to think of his last couple games. Yeah, he had pitched, uh, pitched on the ninth. Yeah. Uh, went six innings, gave up, uh, let's see, one of three earned runs. That wasn't great, but on May 4th, he goes six innings, one earned run. So he's been playing really well for them, and then we talked about how awesome their start is, and he, he's needed. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing pretty well, that, that starting rotation for Colorado. But before we get into the last – individual player award, which is uh, the Crash Davis Minor League Player of the Week. Let's finish up our Major League coverage, some storylines. We had a couple weird stories that kind of came through. One was the Joe Madden sliding rule debacle. Did you see this on Saturday? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So for those that didn't, on Saturday's game, the Cubs fell victim to the Chase Utley rule, um, 
who was it, Diaz, that slid through the bag? No, it was uh, Utley. Oh, oh, you're talking about for the Cubs. For the Cubs, yeah. You know, we know the Chase Utley rule. But the young guy was uh, Hap, wasn't Hap. it? No, was it Hap? Yeah. Uh, but he's... he's yeah, yeah, you're right. But he slid through the base, uh, into, accidentally slid through the base. The, the play is pretty obvious that he wasn't really... Because of sort of the, the way the rule is written, he got ended up getting called out, even though or Anthony Rizzo did. He was already out, slid through the base. Anthony Rizzo had a grounder to force a, a fielder's choice as a run was crossing the plate. And the run should have scored, but Rizzo gets called out to end the inning. And Joe Madden wasn't very happy about it, went on a really long rant. Uh, he's gone on a couple this week. He also talked about uh, not being dumb today, but that's on the Cubs being a cold team. But he wasn't very happy about this, and I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, I, I understand, too. I'm with you. I like baseball as baseball. Um, you know, I, I get the Utley thing, and I love Utley, and it was a legal play at the time, yeah. but it, you know, it is a little dirty, and it is a little um, not as safe. But once again, I, I think it's part of baseball. You know, um, I'm with you. I didn't love it. Yeah, it's, it's just a weird rule, but even weirder, I was telling you about this before we came on. Um, on Friday, former Los Angeles, or I guess California Angel, Doug DeCenses, uh got charged for netting $1.3 million through insider trading. That is a strange... <laughs> right? Like, weird world we live in, let me tell you. And it, the crazy thing in it is that the... the the stock was, or the insider trading happened in 2008. He was told about a merger of a of a pharmaceutical company, a company that does LASIK surgery. And like it's nine years later, and he's getting arrested for it now, which I guess just teaches us all: you'll never get away with it. So don't no, think, don't even try. Yeah, just kind of a strange, yeah. a strange happening. Yeah. Um, the other one that I think people got, a lot of people are kind of. Not, I'm totally sure about was the Bryce Harper one-year deal. Yeah, yeah, that's um. I mean, we all still think he's going to go to the Yankees, but he's getting paid. Was it over twenty-one million dollars in just yeah, base well, salary? It's basically the largest owner, but it's not an extension. It's just one year. Yeah, deal. he redid it. Arbitration. Yeah, and what is it? If he wins MVP, he gets like four more million dollars. I don't know. If it's one or four. I don't know which one. It it's is. something I mean, like that. Not, people are confused about it, but I understand because. It makes sense. Um, yeah, you avoid if, arbitration. Well, if you're if you're the Nationals, you're trying to get him to say, "Oh, the Nationals want me." Yeah. They look what they're doing for me now. But he did ask for four hundred million dollars, apparently, in a ten-year deal, and the front office was like, "Not, not happening right now." No. Uh, um, you know, I'm not a huge Harper guy. I, I mean, he's a very good player, and he bounced back last year finally. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. I just. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of money. Been a weird, weird couple weeks in terms of baseball storylines, but that'll do it for the the major league coverage, or at least in the general sense, until we go the look looking ahead at the end of the show. But we uh, turn our eyes to minor league baseball. The Crash Davis, minor league player of the week. This week we are looking at the Texas League. Double A league, it's the third one. We, we did the Eastern League a couple weeks ago, Southern League last week. This is the Texas League, the smallest of the of the three. Eight teams in it. It's one of those leagues, Matt, that does a first half and second half division champion. 
to make up for its size, which I think is pretty cool. It's a cool concept. Right. In the in this league, you got mainly a lot of the of the teams that you might expect in a league that's called Texas to be <laughs> in there. You have the Cardinals team in there, the Dodgers, all those California teams. Uh, you have the Royals who have one of the more interesting names. It's named after coming back to movies, the the movie The Natural, the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, which if you ever look at their abbreviation, it's NWA, which I always thought was funny when I'd be playing MLB the show. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the NWA is leading the North Division right now. Uh, you also have the San Antonio Missions in the Southern Division, but it's cool. I mean, you always think of of Texas baseball players being kind of that pipeline state in, in a, American of American baseball players. So it's nice to see its own league. Absolutely. I, I think some of these stadiums are so cool, minor leagues. I mean, we've obviously been to the Iron Pig Stadium, but um, they're just kind of fun to go and see good baseball. Yeah. You know, and you don't necessarily know everything that's occurring with all the prospects on the field, but what you do know is you got a bunch of guys who are trying to make it. And they just play fun baseball. Like, I've had such good times at, at uh, the Iron Pig games. I want to go down to some of these stadiums and yeah. sit, in a, sit in a pool and whatnot, you know. So um, the one, I think the one stadium has a lazy river in it. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, I know all these guys want to make it to the big leagues, but it does sound fun playing a little, little baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like it's like uh, Bull Durham. It's basically that. You know, it's it's been called the most accurate portrayal of the minor leagues, and you know this is Double A and that's Triple A, so it can only be more fun in Double A. Right. <laughs> you know, by that you know, logic. Well, I mean, we've—I mean, a lot of times the best players in the game come from Double A and never even see Triple A. Yeah, Triple A is for the rehab. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> uh, always good to see, you know, some of these young kids and like people that are going to be superstars in like two, three years from now, which is amazing. Yeah, and I talked about this last week with the Southern League um, that a lot of teams, including the the Fighting Phils, the Phillies Double A team, have changed their name to being like more, you know kind of kid-friendly, I guess, from being whatever their major league counterpart is. A lot of these teams have always been the same name. The the Naturals, the Cardinals is the Cardinals, but the Rockhounds, the Corpus Christi Hooks, the Rough Riders of Frisco, Texas, the Missions. um, And it's just, I mean, it's just, it epitomizes that fun. And I'm not saying the Eastern and Southern Leagues took their fun team name ideas from the Texas League, but the Texas League is the more long-standing, and the logos are pretty cool. It's just it's fun to be around. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, who, who when, are you crowning the Crash Davis Player of the Week? Well, are we coming out? Do you want me to come out of the Southern League because we didn't talk about this before, um, or can it be anybody? Well, we're doing the Texas League. If you want to do a uh, Southern I'm, League, I'm sorry, I'm at, I'm at the Texas League. Yeah. I misspoke. I'm going to do the Texas League, and yeah. um, it's going to have to be Kyle Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, the uh, double uh, of the missions. He completed. It was the first complete game no hitter in 38 years. They, uh, he blanked the uh, Frisco. Yeah. Um, Rough Riders, and uh, he's a he's the number like three or four prospect for the Padres. Yeah. Um. So that's a heck of a game. He only won two nothing, by the way. Not bad by him. That's pretty nice. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good. So, um, and it was the first one since 2014 for that, for the, um, the mission, which was a couple guys who did that one, but not bad. 
Um, yeah, especially in Double A, like pitching a like in, and it sounds sort of out there for us to be like, oh, he hit a he pitched a complete game no hitter, but. You have to think in double A, like a lot of these guys are in, are 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Like you don't want them going into the eighth inning. So like that's oh, right. super impressive. He did walk a guy and he had a ball. A guy reached out to a dropped third strike. Ooh. So um, 17 ground outs with a nasty sinker. Um, and he even said he didn't throw one four seam fastball all day. You know, if your sinker is working at such a dangerous pitch, we kind of saw, you know, Doc Holliday do that for the Phils. Ground outs are easy because yeah. they don't. Even if it gets, even if a grounder gets through, you're not getting a lot of base. You're not getting a lot of base hits. Yeah, so, Phil, uh, Felix Hernandez, one hundred and one. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So heck of a game from him. So uh, do you have a guy we're going to point out tonight? I was going to do on more of just looking at the season as a whole. BJ Boyd of the uh, the. Oh shit! The mid the Midland Rockouts <laughs> blanked on me for a second. Um, I forgot what league we were talking about for a second. Yeah, so. no, that's all good. Yeah, it's minor league. That's we're we're improving ourselves in the minors. Um, but BJ Boyd of the Midland Rockouts, center fielder, and he plays as such. He's he's batting three sixty, on base percentage of four twenty six, and a slugging percentage of four fifty six. He only has eleven extra base hits, no home runs, ten doubles and a triple. But he's a quintessential leadoff man, basically able to get on base, steal some bases. He also gets caught. He's aggressive, which you, you like. Then um, you know, I mean, it's it's exciting to see that the the Rockhounds. Uh, if we didn't say this before, the Athletics Double A team, and the Athletics they kind of need to re to restock the farm, and I think this at least helps. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if, especially because the Royals double A team is in here, if other teams are following the Royals pattern, I know the Phillies are trying to, of putting everyone together that you want as that core and bringing them up as a group. So it'd be interesting to see that. Yeah. It's a great idea. I'm, I'm, we're going to get to the Phillies in a minute and we can discuss that, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking like the athletics have like not a lot going for them. So, uh. It could use a guy like Boyd, maybe. You know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, now I want to go to a minor league game. You got me all fired up. I know. We should. Yeah. Thunder Thunderblog field trips coming to you this summer. We'll, uh, we'll keep you posted. But let's uh, quickly do the jar of Billy Beans. I um, took a little bit to try to figure out who I wanted to talk about this week. Um, a guy I picked up, which we'll get to in a second, is Aaron Altair. Uh, he's on a tear. Uh, but we'll talk about him when we get to the Phillies. Yes, a, guy, a guy, though, that I, I think you guys should really be looking out for, uh, who's really, really undervalued, is Josh Reddick, who's doing really well for the Astros, uh, that he's, great he's Houston leading. Astro team. He's he, leading them, isn't he, in um, um, batting average? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. If he is, he's batting two ninety seven on the year. So you're getting that. You're getting a good batting average. You're getting some power, five homers and 17 ribbies. In one of my in my Yahoo numbers that I have, he's only owned in 19% of leagues. So I mean, if he's out there, go get him. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily if I had to give a value, depending on what your outfield situation is, I'd maybe say five bucks. Um, depending on if you're in a keeper or if you're in a just year to year league. But definitely got to look out for. He's in the midst of that team. Uh, he bats second, so he scores a lot of runs if you need those. Uh, OPS of 827 
which is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. my that's going to be my the jar that we add this week or the bean that we add to the jar that Jesus, that's hard to say. Gene, the bean we add to the jar this week. Um, we are, yeah, let's uh, let's get out of the minors and come back to Philadelphia. Let's talk about the Phils, Matt. So again, we haven't talked in a month. We've been to a game together since then. Uh, but what are you thinking about the Phillies? It's been a rough two weeks. You know, it has, but I think, once again, we I expected it to be rough. Yeah. Um, you played the I Cubs that, a week ago. Right, I know. And, you know, we've had, we've had a weird thing. We have played the Nationals so many stinking times. We actually don't play them again until September. Yeah. Did, uh, you, did you see this yesterday? The Helixson no. stat? Helixson stat? So Jeremy Helixson pitched the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. Yeah. It was his fourth start against the Nationals. It was the Phillies, as a team, 34th game. He is the first pitcher to pitch against one team four times within his team's first 35 games since, like, the 50s when there weren't that many teams and it could happen a ton. Or maybe the right. 60s, something like that. It's but just strange. It I, is. And it bothers me. I don't know. I, I can't. Every time I turn the TV on, I'm watching Worth or Harper hit a home run against us. Well, yeah, Harper. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Killing the yeah. ball. He kills the Phillies. Um, oh. But, yeah, we talked about this a month ago when you and I sat down at, uh, at your parents' house. when they, were, they played six series in April, and they played the division – or maybe it's eight eight series, and they play the division like in seven of them. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. They're they're going out into the interleague this week, and they've had some of it. They played Seattle once. They play them again a little bit later. But it's, I mean, I guess it's kind of nice that those summer games, the good weather games, are aren't the teams you're used to seeing. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting because you're going to be in a completely different spot the next time we see the Nationals. Of course, and yeah. he thinks that the Nationals are a good team. Yeah. So playing really good, a really good team, a whole bunch. Um, but I think you touched on the guy we want to talk about first, and that's Aaron Altair. He, I watched him at bat. I actually was at the Marlins game this past Tuesday. He had a he had a long home run. The Mariners game. The Mariners game. What did I yeah. say? He's at Marlins. Marlins, no Mariners game. He he looks like a player, man. Yeah. He is tall, strong, great fielder. He's batting over the last since in the month of May. He's been three seventy five yeah. with a one point. I think it's one point four three five. Well, no, one yeah one point four three five OPS in the month of May. Sixteen rubies and six home runs. He's batting three thirty three overall. He's a really good player. He is. Right? Yeah, he was a high pick from the Phillies, and this is what they wanted. And he's had that weird. Yeah, like, he had a weird stint last year where he was up and down. Um, but he, I mean, last seven days, he's batting 316, four homers, five and five games at one point. Right. Um, which they had all those weird rainouts. So they had, you know, it was it kind yeah. of a, a, a literal wash. Uh, but, I mean, bat, slugging a thousand. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty great. And he's he sees the ball well, too. He gets a lot of walks, which you want. And it's. It's the guy that, that the Phillies drafted, and it's nice to see him right. start to come together. Well, let me tell you a cool stat. He is the same batting average righty-lefty. He wow. bats three thirty-three against righties and three thirty-three against lefties. Now, that might change. Yeah. That shows you that he's patient with what he wants, and he's taking his time up there. I, I think he's 
mostly batting second in the lineup. Yeah, uh, he has been. Because, I mean, we're we'll talking about the other guys around him in a minute, but um, he's a good player who I think has a future. Of course, a lot of our prospects are outfield guys, so we'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, he's a good he's a good corner outfielder, and he can flat-out play defense, too, and run. So, he's an off, to me, he's like looks like a 5 tool player right now, and I will see if he keeps it up. Yeah. I don't, we don't need another Don Brown. Yeah, jeez. I mean, he, yeah. he looks different than Don Brown, though. Don Brown came off as that power guy. Right, with a weird stance. Weird stance. He had that big swing. Altera's a nice swing. It's it's long, but it's not like that. I don't want to say Ryan Howard-esque swing, but you know what I mean. Like He always looked like Don Brown wanted to hit the crap out of the ball every single night. Altera like, just looks like he's dialed in every time he swings it and Right, right now he looks locked in right now, which is good, mostly because a couple of guys, not actually a couple of guys, one particular guy around him is really struggling. I was at the Mariners game where Mikel Franco basically cost us yeah. the game. Ugh. He was 0 for 5, and he had a costly error late in one of those innings. I know our pitching staff couldn't keep anybody. Um, they, were, they, were, they were doing a very good job of finding the barrel of a bat that night, the staff was. Um but he, he had been struggling. He's batting like 209 right now. He, he's struggled a lot. Um, and they're going to keep rolling him out there, but he needs to pick it up. Yeah, he certainly does. He's fallen like around the Mendoza line, which is unfortunate to see. He's a guy that I really like. Um, but it's – yeah, I mean, he needs to pick it up. He's now batting, I think, sixth in the lineup. They moved him down finally. It took, a, it took McCannon a while to do that. Um, but – the one thing with – and Altair's at least solidified the top part of the lineup. But he's – McCannon's moved that, that lineup around a ton, which isn't necessarily a bad thing with a young team. But I think if you're keeping a guy that's batting in the low 200s around there and Freddie Galvis, who didn't start the year off very well but eventually got up into the 250s, is still batting eighth, that's just – it sends a weird vibe, and I mean, I will talk about the. We can go right into the con- the contract extension, but I, I mean, I liked it, but it, at the same time, some of the decisions he makes are really strange. Right, I agree. I mean, he's a good. He's like a good level-headed manager for a young team. The things that bother me, I mean, the one thing has been the bullpen. Yeah. Now, right. He just and like and people like kind of got on Benoit for his comments earlier this week about not knowing his role, but you know, that's I agree. Really, really important. Who's the closer? Yeah. Half the time, I, they're walking guys out there in random innings. And I, yeah. think kinda, I, I get that these guys need to do their jobs, but I also think he needs to do a better job as well, kind of managing that. Um, yeah. um, what's his name? Called out our catchers recently for pitch selection. Now, that is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. But some of the stuff they kind of got to keep in-house and uh, figure out. Yeah, I, I like the calling out the bullpen stuff because we're seeing that. The average baseball fan doesn't really watch the catcher calling the game. I mean, I don't really notice the catcher calling the game either, and I love baseball. It, like That's something that you, you kind of got to just have a closed-door meeting. and I mean, it's almost – it comes with age. I don't want to just play on that adage, but uh, yeah, that's, that's something I don't really want to hear. I could not agree with you more there. It's uh, – um. I was a little disappointed with that call out, and just I mean, just the bullpen in general has sucked. So it's not like we're saying that much, but um, you know, then then the bullpen's kind of the last thing that you figure out. Yeah. Um, when you're trying to create a contender, so I'm not overly concerned about it, but I'm concerned about 
the lack of the ability of a he needs to pick his eight nine closer, pick his set of man, and go from there. Yeah, it was weird because Benoit of them all, and this is what I found weird of his comments, of them all, he's the one that's been the most consistent in a role as setup man, nearest being the next closest to being the closer. But it's weird in the sense that ben, that if one of them pitched the night before, they don't go out, and I think that's where the confusion starts to come because I think he doesn't want to blow anyone's arms out, so he brings in Nishak, he brings in Gomez, who I fucking hate. He brings in, uh, what's his name, Ramos, or, I mean, Nate, the list goes on because they just keep bringing up different relievers. But, I mean, I think that's the issue is that he's too afraid of having players pitch in two straight games, that that's where the confusion comes in. Right. Yeah, I, I can see that. I was, yeah, it was bugging me, for sure. But let's uh, let's get back on the positive note. I mean, what do you think about Cesar? I'll tell you what, he, he, He's our leadoff guy. I, some people yeah. have said no, but I think he needs to be locked in as the leadoff guy. He's a future building piece. I wasn't sold on him early, yeah. but I'm, I'm a big fan of his. He's batting like 311, but he's always getting on base in different ways. I think his on-base percentage is the high 300s. I'd like to get it up to four, but yeah, he's such a slick defender. I mean, he's how great. Can you not, how can you not enjoy that? Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But, he... I mean, he also just looks like he's ready to take it on, take on the the, you know, the responsibilities of being that guy. And he said he wants to, and he's backing yeah. it up. I mean, you can't really knock him for that. El Torito's starting to get it to go, getting it together. Odubel Herrera for those uh, not knowing the bull, but he's starting to get it together, which is always exciting. Um, the catching, I think, we're starting to see the days getting limited. Uh, Rupp isn't starting as much. He's starting to get more platooned with Nap. So, I mean, that's at least exciting, but I think you're just counting the days for Jorge Alfaro. Yeah, he's been batting really hot. I mean, um, Rupp kind of turned it on a little bit, which maybe is keeping Alfaro, Alfaro down there. Yeah. But um, he got, he's got to come up. If he's going to be the guy, you know, I like Rupp. He's a gritty catcher. I do too. I love him. But right. he he's starting to platoon more. You're seeing Nap a lot. Some of that could be doubleheaders, rainouts, what, what call it. But I think if you're going to keep doing that when you have a stud in the minors, you got to eventually pull the trigger on it. I get you want to save MLB service time, and maybe you just you're doing what you did with Franco and kind of wait until maybe September. But uh, I think you're right. I think you eventually got to call him up. All uh, right. No, of course, of course. I mean, there's so many guys down there in the minors. But here's the thing. We, we like um, Reese Hopkins is super hot. Dylan Cousins is doing really well. But these guys, they're being blocked right now. The problem I have is I need like a J.P. Crawford to figure it out because I like Freddie Galvis. Yeah. We need Crawford here now. He should be now. And yeah. I think it bugs me that he's not. And, I mean, he needs to get up here. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. It's, I like Freddie a lot. He's actually, I mean, he's done what we've we saw from him. He hits home runs. He doesn't have the best average, which you out of your shortstop, you want to see a great average. Uh, right. He's a decent fielder. Uh, you like to see a little more range. He, he gets the job done, and he's a good placeholder. But if Crawford can at least get it somewhat going, I mean, it would be nice to see him up. Uh, uh, I'm with you 100%. I, I can't wait. He needs to get up here because I want to see what he's got. I mean, 
they keep talking about him and talking about him. Yeah. I, I don't see him yet, so, yeah. you know, raise your but there's so many guys down there that, that are coming up soon that I can't wait for. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, before we get to them, what do you think about the pitch, the starting pitching? I mean, hit and miss, we've seen Eikhoff really struggle. Yeah. Um, I want to see Noah back. I think Hellickson, they need to make a decision. They might be able to get something for him, and I would move him. Um Velasquez has been good, but these guys aren't going deep enough. They're getting no. five minutes. They need to get to at least six because this bullpen is not going to last all season. And quite frankly, not only are they pitching bad, they're pitching all the time. Um, so I haven't been I haven't been blown away with anybody really. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, there's just more I need to see out of them. Yeah, and you've seen so. some signs of brilliance, but like Velasquez a little bit. Eikhoff's first couple starts were nice. Hellickson at least can get into the seventh inning, or at least a few times he could. Um, but you're absolutely right. They're, we saw this a year ago. Their arms started to just fade off at the end of the year, and you can only expect that to happen faster if they're not getting the support and it, the demoralizing blown leads and everything. And I'd love to just see more pop from them, but they need, I mean, they need just some type of confidence around it. No, I'm with you there. It's... Um They've, they've got a lot of work to do, but they've got some guys that could be good, so I'm not totally... Yeah, you don't want to, like, you don't want to th- throw it all away, because you... Right. Yeah. But let's uh, let's talk about those minor leaguers. What about that Cousins home run yesterday? 467 feet. He, he, we got some guys. I'm excited for the minor... The problem is that the casual fan doesn't know... You know, they, they know a couple names, like a Crawford, but they're not paying attention to, like, a Cousins or, like, yeah. a Hoskins. It's Some a sh- of these guys are starting to push. Yeah, and it's a shame because Cousins has had two great seasons, and Crawford's just their top prospect and one of the best prospects in baseball. He keeps getting devalued, but still is up there. And he's just overshadowing what Cousins has been doing. The guy can kill the ball. Right, right, and it's – um. I mean, the question is, like, are they going to be okay with getting him up here? You know, the Nick Williams is in the mix. There's just a lot of guys that are kind of crowding positions. So I think the key is you got to find room for these guys this year. Nothing against, I like Michael Saunders. I, I you know, Howie Kendrick is hurt. But, he, I mean, those guys need to be moved or being be told, hey, look, we're going to bring these young guys up because at some point you, you can't keep leaving Crawford in the minors. you got to see if he can figure it out you got to bring Cousins up and see if he can bat against Major League Pitching. I'm ready to have him up right now. Throw him to the Wolves? I know, I know there's contract stuff. I understand that. But I'm ready to throw him to the Wolves. The, you know, I, I think the best players find a way a lot. Yeah, totally agree. I think it'd be fun. Because it's it's that weird you know, tug of war almost. Of Do you want to throw him to the Wolves, get him the MLB experience at the cost of giving them an extra bit of time of MLB experience. And if they do pay off to what we want them to be of running the danger of renewing their contract quick, but the Cubs did that with Chris Bryant. I think they called him up right around now, two years ago. So there isn't as much harm. You get an extra year out of them. They might even be sooner. They might be safe, but it's, it's in that weird position. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, uh, the one guy, I mean, Hoskins has been pushing Tommy Josephs, who's been batting really well. Yeah. But um, he's he's smoking it right now. He's batting three forty five. He's got nine home runs, twenty eight RBIs. Uh, he's got to be a guy who come up who comes up soon. 
Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah, you can only see Tommy Joseph batting so well for so long. Unfortunately, I like Tommy Joseph, but he's been really up and down. You've seen Saunders even play first base because of it. I right. think that kind of got Tommy jo- Tommy Joseph's uh, a little fire lit under his ass, but uh, I don't think it's a sustainable run. No, of course. I'm with you there. So we'll see what happens, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Crawford and Alfaro and Williams maybe and all these guys. And Williams would be nice. Coming up, coming up soon. soon. Yeah. So looking quickly at the Phillies schedule, and then we'll, uh, we'll move on to the stadium snacks. This week they're in Texas. They kick it off tomorrow night. Three-game series, Tuesday, Wednesday, day game Thursday. Will be interesting. Um, they're out in Pittsburgh this weekend, which you're going away, and I'm uh, not feeling like driving out to Pittsburgh. But that would be a fun series to, to get to go to at some point. I would be. I agree with that. Uh, but let's, uh, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment, the stadium snacks. No fan submission this week, unfortunately, so... If you got something, guys, send it our way. But, Matt, you have a stadium snack for me? Well, I got to tell you, I had, I had the all-time stadium snack classic this past Tuesday night. It was Dollar Dog Night. Oh! Because it was amazing. Uh, I will not name how many dogs I had, but they were all dollar, and they were very, very good. To get a little mustard on my jersey, but I think that's a rite of passage. I think so, too. Letting people know. I'll uh, tell you. I, I know, I know it's, it's, but it's a staple stadium snack, and Dollar Dog Night is one of the best nights and in baseball, period. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a great time. Friend of the podcast, Joe Solly, and I went to Dollar Dog Night against the Mets right at the beginning of the season. Mm. Did you notice the uh, they serve them in, like, boxes now? Basically so that you can buy as many hot dogs as you want. They give you in a hot dog-sized box and put it into, yep. into bags for you. Yep. I thought I that was awesome. Really embrace just the the gorging of the hot dogs. Oh, it's just it's so bad and it's so oh, good. It's so good. I um I didn't talk about this on the pod last week, but I when I was in Chicago, I got a Chicago dog. Have you ever had one before? I have not. No. Oh man, it's. Gordy, I've never been to Chicago. Oh, well, that's that's gonna get fixed soon. Um, I know it does need to get yeah. fixed. I'm aware. Yeah, real Matty D. Well, uh, he'll host us. Okay, whatever. No one talk about the real Matty D. Cause I'm here. Okay, I'll bring him up in, on the pod. Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, it's for those that don't know what a Chicago hot dog is. It's hot dog, onions, mustard, and this bright green relish. If you Google it, and you'll see how green this this relish is. It's not bright green, but it's very green. It's hard to explain. Google it, you'll see it. But my uh, my stadium snack is going to be a lot more unhealthy than just a hot dog. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's found at Chase Field. It's called the Chicken Funnel Cake Sandwich, and this thing looks like it's a heart attack. Get the newly minted Dr. Dan on the case. Uh, it's The bread is a funnel cake, uh, two pieces of it, a fried chicken cutlet, a piece of, I'm trying to see what cheese it is, cheddar cheese, black garlic black pepper cheese, strawberry jam, and maple syrup. Oh, my God. It sounds great, uh, but... <laughs> You're probably feeling pretty heavy and ready to nap after eating it. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, I, I could, I could see that being a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's you know, like you were talking about. There's a pool at Chase Field. You just sit that and you wait in the pool. It's probably what you do. Probably what they want you to do. You get automatic admission to the pool. That's my rule. <laughs> but Matt, with you being back, 
we bring back a segment that I haven't done because only one person can do this. The Beer Corner King. Matt, take us away. Well, you know, I think this beer is kind of getting out a little more. Okay. From a great brewery, 21st Amendment Brewery. Ooh. I know you can pick this brew this brew up a lot around Philly, especially at the beer gardens. It's the Hell or High Watermelon. Ooh, good uh, choice. Uh, oh, it is 100% fresh watermelon, pure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a great beer. Um, I'm not a big fruity flavored beer guy, but this one's a great pickup. Really, it comes in cans. You grab them at the beer gardens. You enjoy it. It's got a great bottle with Lady Liberty sitting on the, the um, Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, it's only about 5%, so you're not getting smoked by it. Uh, but it's a hell of a beer. Um, you know, 21st Minute Brewery is good as it is, but this one is this one's really, really fantastic. So, And it is such a summer beer. Oh, yeah. It is perfect for the summertime. And it's a cool can. Everyone's going to be like, oh, where would you get this awesome beer from? So it's a must-buy this summer. For your outdoor barbecues or parties. Yeah. I uh yeah, it's a cool can. I would rank it higher than the uh, ever elusive summer love, which for the number of Phillies games I've been to since that first one that I was really upset about of not having it at Xfinity Live, I haven't checked if it's there. I'm going tomorrow night for the Sixers draft uh, draft lottery party, so I'll I'll right. report back. Go Jojo, good pick for us tomorrow night. Oh yeah. Oh, we need it. Um, they're raising a they're raising a banner in honor of the process. Oh God! Yeah, it's gonna be great. Well, I know they have it. They have it at the at Citizens Bank. They I do. Yeah, love, I had a summer love at the bank. Yeah. Well, it has to be. It has a baseball on it. Like, right. there's a guy swinging a bat. But I uh, I have a quick one. I on Saturday I yeah. partook in a little uh, day drinking. You know the oh. American tradition. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, had from our local brewery, Philadelphia Brewing Company, the Walt Witt had a lot of that. Oh, the Walt Witt. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I did too. Because Summer Love is like, it, Yards is, Yards and Philly Brew Company, like, I don't, I don't think they're in a war, but man, it's, uh, it's the, the unofficial war, the unofficial Philly beer war. But the Walt Witt itself, similar to a Blue Moon, very orangey-tasting beer, uh, perfect for day drinking because it is also light, just like the Hell or High Watermelon. Uh, and it's definitely something that you can get after. We got pitchers at Stowe's, uh, which if you follow us on Instagram, you saw we were playing Mario Party at, at a bar, which that is the dream, I'll tell you. <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I played that when I was like eight years old, and I was pretty good at it. We set the difficulty to normal and got our asses kicked by the computer. So, I guess that just means I grew up. But shit, it was it was a little embarrassing. I'll tell you. <laughs> but um, I'm so happy for the summer season. I love drinking outside. Oh man, and IBG's open, and oh man, it's oh, just yeah. great. Yeah. Independence Beer Garden for those of you not from Philadelphia, just right next to uh, the birthplace of our wonderful country. There's a beer garden at the bottom of the Dow Chemical Building. It's incredible. Ton of games, ton of beer, big screen, big projector. Um, Matt and I have spent many an hour there chilling yeah, out. Yeah. We watched Cole Hamels' no hitter there. Remember that for my birthday? We did. Yeah. Remember that one dude was really mad? The 
the dude that wanted to watch the soccer the soccer team. Oh, that guy sucked. That guy's terrible. Yeah, um, get out of here. It's America. Get out of here. No, no soccer or football, whatever you call it. Well, it was he wanted to watch the USA play, which you know we're always okay with watching America beat people. But for it one, was it was a third place hitter. game, and for two, there's no hitter going on, and for three, they're losing. Like I don't want to watch America lose. Like they they only win. We're we only win. Okay. That's 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 me. That's that's my. America feeling. Um, that's us talking soccer. Um, but let's uh, bring back an old segment we haven't done in a while. Fucking crazy baseball players. Man, I sent this to you when it happened like a week ago. My Billy Chapel guy, or Billy Chapel award winner, Max Scherzer, who this just epitomizes him. He's looking like he's about to get pulled. And it's against the, uh, the Baltimore Orioles, which is the... It's probably one of the cooler, not as talked about interleague rivalries. Yeah. Um, but he, he's getting pulled, and he goes, "No, I want him. I fucking want him." And you know, it's, it's one of those that you could clearly see him. You, you can't hear him say it. You clearly see him mouthing it. It's so succinct of just lip reading him. And he's saying this to his manager. He's just coming out to get the ball. And you know what he did? He fucking got, got him. Yeah. <laughs> But Scherzer's a fucking maniac. Do you have you have a crazy baseball player? How about Yastiel Puig? Ooh. Uh, in all of his savagery, attempting to be Bo Jackson. Uh, bottom of the tenth, tied three three. He's Daniel Hudson strikes him out uh, for okay. the second out of the inning, and he attempts to break the bat over his knee. It does not break. Yeah, that's whatsoever. that's not an easy feat. Breaking no, but a baseball bat. a big guy, so you assumed it would happen, but it did not. Yeah. Um, such a weak move, though, for him to try to do it and for it not to break, because you expect him to break it, and then he doesn't. So, true, true, true Puig, uh right there for true. your uh, crazy baseball players of the week, for sure. True. The fucking crazy baseball players. You can't forget. We can curse, man. It's, we're not... I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I, I, I didn't go to church Saturday, Sunday, but I wasn't at church parking lot, so you never know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's start to wrap things up. Looking ahead... To this week, we got some action going on now, both in the baseball world. You got the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. But the weekday series that I think you guys should look out for, Matt, I got the Reds and the Cubs. I think that's really interesting to look at, just in the sense of what we were talking about. Of Can the Cubs bounce back? Can the Reds, the Reds, I, that's the second time I've confused those two teams. Can they they can they keep it going? A lot of other matchups that are happening at least during the week are one good team, one mad team, or one bad team. I think this between two teams that are in interesting pivot points, if you will, uh, really really catches my eye. Yeah, the one I would want to look out, and mostly because we talked about it all this time, is Colorado and Minnesota. Yeah. That's, That's true. a good series just to kind of see what's going on there with those two teams. Yeah, your boy Freeland's pitching tomorrow against Phil Hughes, who I always forget still plays baseball. Phil uh, Hughes, there is a name from way back in the day, it seems right? like. But yeah, like, and he like does decently well. I mean, yeah, de- I use well, decently very generously, but like he's st- still hanging around. Right, right, right. I mean, that's wild. He, yeah. there's a, there is such a name right there. Yeah. <laughs> what about this weekend? What are you looking at? Well, I'm honestly I haven't looked because I'm going to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pull me uh, the well, big the big know, time. You want the Expos game? 
uh, <laughs> you know what? Bring them back, baby. Yeah. Oh, man, Bring that'd be fun. It's been a long time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I for me, uh, I'd probably look at the Indians traveling down to Houston to take on those Astros. It's a fun series. Obviously, Cleveland's in a weird spot. We talked about that earlier. Houston's yeah. in a great spot in that in that AL West that's more and more looking like it's theirs. They're currently up on the, the Marlins 6-2 six, six in Miami. Uh, but it's a fun series pitching-wise, too. Friday night, you got Corey Kluber pitching against Mike Fires. Saturday, you got Trevor Bauer against Charlie Morton, who's having a great season so far, which is actually – it's nice to see. Charlie Morton's been uh, a stalwart, if you will. Sunday is a uh, is Carlos Carrasco versus Joe Musgrove. Grove, excuse me. Uh, but great series to watch. That's a park I really want to go to. Minute Maid. That would be a fun. That would be a fun. A fun trip down there. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean that'll that'll probably do it for us here. Uh, Matt, you got any anything else you're looking out for? Look, I, I didn't want to make it like I totally blew it off. I always like when Texas travels north. They'll be playing Boston this week. And we didn't really touch on Ooh. Boston at all. Um, very loaded team. They're in the middle of that division. So yeah. that's an interesting, interesting matchup there as well. Um, so I don't know if they have any good – let me just double check because the one matchup – because it, it starts Sunday and then it goes through the weekend. Um, like Porcello goes up against a, you know nobody huge – um, but it's it's a fun series. I love when teams travel like that. I, I just find that to be really interesting. Yeah, it's one of those things, and, and you saw it with the Cubs going up to Boston. I mean, it's it's one of those things, and the Red Sox are in, I think, third right now. Yeah. That they're still very a team. Good, very good third. Very good third, yeah. They're still a team that you always want to know what they're up to, and it's fun to see Yankees-Red Sox coming back. Uh, that's something I think baseball needs. Greg and I have talked about that extensively. But yeah, it's, I mean that'll be a fun series to watch. Certainly, is that is that the ESPN game? I don't know. I'm trying to look it up now. Here, I'll, I'll check. I just took the page know. away. Uh, no, it's not. Texas and Detroit is the the Sunday night game. Yeah, I jumped to Monday there by. Accident. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Disregard my comments, but Texas Detroit. Well, oh, it is you, Darvish. But that's still kind of a weird game to go late. Yeah. Uh, you look at the rest of that the weekend. I mean, Cleveland-Houston I might pick to be on ESPN, but nothing really else is sticking out to me. Yeah, it's kind of a – well, you know what? Milwaukee-Chicago. <laughs> Milwaukee surprise. Yeah. Eric Thames has been playing well, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, lackey. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that'll probably do it for us this week. Uh, Matt is away, so he'll likely be out next week. Uh, Matt, be safe. Please be able to come back across the border. I have no doubt that you'll be able to get up there, but don't don't get lost. Montreal's it's a fun place, but it can get a get a little wild. I'll be as safe as I can be, G. Uh, that's not promising. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports, on both Instagram and Facebook. Thunder BLG on Twitter. Go watch, Go look at the blog. Read it. Jesus, I don't know verbs. Uh, Thunderboxsports.com and like us on or share share us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. But for the bullpen cart, this is the G Man for Matty D. Have a good week, everybody.
Peace.